The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to I Took the High Road with Jacob Jansen. Our program is designed to educate about the drug problems that are reaching epidemic proportions in the United States. Could we be approaching the drug problem the wrong way? Mr. Jansen has been down the road of addiction, down the path of recovery, and now helps others find their path. Addicts are not bad people trying to get good. They're sick people needing to get well. Are you a part of the solution or the problem? Come and join us for an hour of fantastic guests, amazing stories, positive encouragement, and information that just might make your community a better place. Now, here is your host, Jacob Jensen. Hello, and welcome to I Took the High Road. I am your host, Jacob Jansen, and today we have another rockin' show for you with another fantastic guest. Today's show is Rockers in Recovery with Rockers in Recovery founder, John Hollis. Uh, excellent guest to have on the show. Uh, so John Hollis's concepts and visions are followed by millions through his developments and launches. Here are some of Rockers and Recovery's uh, productions that they're doing. They have the Rockers and Recovery All-Star Band, Rockers and Recovery Nonprofit, Rockers and Recovery Radio and Productions, Rockers and Recovery Video Production, Live Streaming, Rockers and Recovery Magazine, Rockers and Recovery Unplugged, Rockers and Recovery Addiction Referral Network, Rockers and Recovery Concert and Festivals, Holistic Lifestyles Radio, and Holistic Lifestyles magazines. He's just doing a ton of things out there in recovery. So in January 2008, John founded, developed, and now oversees all of Rockers and Recovery's platforms, operations, and marketing, along with sponsorship drives, social media development, RIR, all-star band bookings, development and productions, festival and concert schedulings, promotions and productions, RIR magazine production sales and promotions, just all kinds of things. So, uh, John, I would really like to welcome you to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anytime uh, we get to uh, get on the air and, and talk about uh, the message and talk about what we can do to bring it out into the community and stop singing to the choir, um, it's a great opportunity for all. You got to be accountable. It's to stop the the lip service and start the action, you know, and uh, start doing things. So I definitely appreciate it. So can you tell, uh, please tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself and how you became so passionate about recovery. It was, um, you know, it's a very unusual thing. I, um, I grew up in upstate New York and I had a brother that was a huge musician and, um, you know, was a drummer and, as a kid, you know, I was the kid that kind of like sat in the bass drum. Uh, he was 14 years older than me, but if, I remember as a little kid, like hanging out in his bass drum. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, you know, it, it was, music has always been a part of my life. And, 
you know, through the years, and it didn't matter what condition I was in, music was always prevalent in my life. And I found that over the years with my addiction, as it got worse and worse, because it is a a progressive uh, disease, you know, as it started to progress, um, I started to lose, even at the very end, my, my love for music. Because the only thing that I really, truly loved at the end was, you know, uh, the the alcohol, sure. the drugs, it's, the substance. It's a selfish disease. It starts controlling everything, you know. Absolutely. So I, I when I was, uh, it was around 2006, I was in a situation where I had been on the streets, living on the streets here in Miami, and I was out. Uh, under the 79th Street Causeway Bridge. I was living under this bridge for about nine months. And, um, you know, it, it, one day there was an epiphany on the side of a Little River Club, which is an AA clubhouse down here in South okay. Florida. Mm-hmm. And I had this epiphany sitting on the side of it that, you know, I'd put myself there. Nobody else put me there. It wasn't about losing my little red wagon at three. It wasn't about you know, my mom and dad splitting up at seven. It wasn't about any of the other things that, you Took know, ownership. Uh, the ex-wives and all the excuses that I had used over the years. Um, it was about that I had put myself there and nobody else put me there. And it mm-hmm. was an epiphany that I asked God at that point, you know, in my life. I said, listen, you know, I'll do whatever, you know, I need to do to carry your message forward that you want me to carry forward. And... Um, you know, it's, it all kind of developed from there. Um, I, you know, around, uh, I moved, uh, into a three quarter way house, sober living house. Um, mm-hmm. and when I moved into that, I, you know, I picked up a white chip and went into the sober living house. And I was there for, I don't know, about, uh, six months or so. And, um, I, uh, went to work for, gentleman named John Giordano, who owned G&G Holistic Addiction Treatment Program in Miami, and um, went to work for John, and was really um, working, you know, with new clients that were coming in, you know what I mean, just kind of talking mm-hmm. with people, and it was kind of cool, and, you know, I um, at that point, I decided that, uh, you know, um, helping people was something I really wanted to do, and one of the turning points in that for me was... I, it was around Thanksgiving of 2007, and I was I took a phone call from a lady that wanted to get her um, her uh, uh, son-in-law in the treatment, and we talked for I don't know about an hour or so, and we were going to get it worked out where the son-in-law could come in the treatment, and it was a Sunday night I'll never forget it because the next day. The wife called and said, listen, you know, it's Thanksgiving and, you know, I, uh, I really, uh, uh, don't want my husband to go into treatment. I want him to be here for the kids. And, you know, the discussion the night before was like, Hey, listen, this guy's been all over the place. You know, he's <laughs> never at home. He's never this. He's never that. He's not doing anything. So, you know, I was just basically like, Hey, listen, if that's what you want to do, cool. I get a phone call on Wednesday that they had put him in a hotel room. And he had overdosed and was dead. And that was the turning point. And I was probably around, uh, you know, a year or so Mm -hmm. at that point. And it was a turning point for me because 
I seen what I had done. I had truly seen what I had done to all my family and all my friends and in my circle of people. Mm-hmm. And through that, um, I really got on fire for the message and the out of the box message, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's the message and then there's the out of the box message. And we started to, to develop things back then that people were scratching their heads and saying, what are you crazy? You know, this ain't, this doesn't make sense. You know, you have to have one website, you have to do this, you have to do that. And you know, it was all based on cookie cutter stuff and, and sure. we weren't about that. Um, yeah. You know, I started to really, at that point, look forward to what could we do. And I got involved with Holistic uh, Health Magazine. And when I got involved with that, they asked me to oversee the market, marketing and developing of it. And I left G&G and joined with Holistic Health Magazine. And when I did that, it was, it was really kind of cool because we were contacted by a local radio station. And we ended up... Uh, purchasing airtime from them and we developed the holistic lifestyles radio show and that went for about a year and we were able to develop during that year time period uh the rockers and recovery.com site the rockers and recovery.org site blog talk radio where we have like 1250 uh, uh episodes up there now um where it was all linked to the to the radio show. Then about a year into it, I was doing an interview, and this interview was with a rocker in recovery. I think it was uh, Eight Days Clean or whoever it was. Okay. And I was talking with them, and after the show, we got a phone call to the radio station asking us who the rocker in recovery was. <laughs> So I got tingles from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet and ran home and put it into the search engines and uh, put rockers and recovery in the search engine. The only thing that came up was a rocking chair, refurbished rocking (laughs) chair, which I figured was apropos. (laughs) So um, we ended up uh, um, purchasing and uh, registering rockers and recovery radio and productions. And, um, we went for, I don't know, about a couple of years with Rockers and Recovery Radio. Okay. And when we did Rockers and Recovery Radio, we started to bring on all of the different rockers. Um, some great, great people, you know, Liberty DeVito from Billy Joel. And there were so many cool people that, you know, Mark Stein from the Vanilla Budge. There were just some really, really cool people that we started to, you know, uh, interact with and work with. Then I had the opportunity to go to the Crossroads Guitar Festival in 2010. And I was invited by Kim Martin from Crossroads. And we got to Crossroads, and we were the only sober radio station allowed to broadcast live from the event. And um, it was like one of the coolest things that ever happened in my life. The who's who, you know, guitarists and rock and rollers were there. And some were in recovery, some weren't. Some were there the crossroad message uh, that weren't in recovery. Um, and it was a really cool thing, the way that it was put together. And it made an impression on me. And in 2011, it was December 10th, 2000, I'm sorry, December 10th, 2010, um, I was sitting uh, up at 3 o'clock in the morning with a bowl of ice cream 
And I was just a couple months clean myself at that point. So, <laughs> and and I had this vision of doing concerts across the country. Had this vision of wow, you know, it would be really cool to carry the message of hope through rock and roll, addiction and awareness and prevention through good old rock and roll. Yeah, and, and, and at that point, um, I made some phone calls the following day to some local musicians and asked them if they would be interested in, you know, putting something together. And they all said yes. And, you know, at that point, we figured out the budget. It was like a little over $30,000 to put this thing on. And Rockers and Recovery had about 38 cents in the account. So, you know, we're trying to figure out how we're going to be able to to develop this. So we started to reach out for sponsors. And everybody said no. No, no, no. Splash in a pan, never work. Da, 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 da. Um, and, you know, if they did give, um, there was one individual um, from a local detox that did support it. Um, you know, he, he gave like a $500 donation to it, which was cool. Um, and but the thing was that any development, I've seen at that point, any development that was going to take place with Rockers and Recovery, put, put, we were going to have to fund it somehow. Mm-hmm. So, December 16th, I'm on the air, and I get a phone call from my aunt that my dad had passed away. And I had 15 minutes left of the show. It was the most wrenching show that I ever did, I think. Um, and I get off the air, and I'm driving home, and I just got this calm about me and this understanding that everything was going to be okay. Um, and I went to my dad's wake and funeral and all that, and... You know, unbeknownst to me, he kept me in the inheritance. <laughs> By the grace of God, um, I inherited money for you know from my dad's estate, and we took um, the thirty, you know, thir- almost thirty thousand dollars that that it was uh, costing us, and put it uh, took it out of the, my inheritance and put it into the concert and paid for the whole thing. Nice, and um, it was. It went off on uh, February the 12th, Love of Recovery, 2011. And that was our first concert production. Through the rest of the year, we were bringing in artists. And, and, you know, artists don't, you know, artists don't come for free. Artists, you have to pay them. So if you're, if you have, you know, a rocker in recovery, you know, they're coming in, but, you know, some, in some cases you're paying a couple of thousand dollars for them to headline at your, at your show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they they might be reducing their prices a little bit, but, you know, we've paid, you know, artists $2,500 just to come and, and play the show. In my opinion, I, I, you know, it is what it is. If that's what they choose to do as far as the, the money aspect of it, but it's our, our, you know, information, our education, our purpose to get the message out there. Yep, and and I wanted to cycle back, circle back here just a little bit. We talked about how Rockers and Recovery was started. What is mm-hmm. the Rockers and Recovery message all about right now? It's really simple. It is the simplest thing that you'll ever hear in your life. And I, I mentioned it a couple of minutes ago. Addiction, awareness, and prevention through good old rock and roll. And, if, you know, you, you couple awareness... Education, prevention, education, and the music aspect of it, and you you have uh, you know a real basic platform that you can go out with 
that will bring people in that, you know, hey, listen, it's real simple for me as a recovering person to stand in front of 10 other recovery people and, you know, talk a message. Mm-hmm. The difficult part is because for so many years, the stigma of being an addict or being an alcoholic, uh, even in our own circles, the anonymous sure. thing, I mean, it, it really is scary. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to hide in the shadows? No, I don't think so. I think that people need to understand, and that's why this message goes out in a simple platform. Addiction lives in the shadows. Recovery demands exposure is a phrase I love to use. Yep. So, so if somebody... So I hope that answers the question. Yeah, absolutely. And if somebody wants a little bit more information on Rockers and Recovery, how can they get it here before we go into the commercial break? We're, the easiest way is to go to rockersandrecovery.org for, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the event part of it. And we also have rockersandrecovery.com, which is for all of the, the network part of it, which are people that are part of Rockers and Recovery Network and fund a lot of what we do. So if you go there, you can see you know, and get a lot of help from there too. There's some great people helping a lot of people on that on that dot com recovery dot com site. Fantastic! And we got to take a quick commercial break from our sponsors, and when we come back, uh, more with Rockers and Recovery founder John Hollis. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Hi, my name is Jacob Jansen, and I am the owner of My Recovery Project. Do you know someone using drugs or alcohol? Are their actions negatively affecting you or people you care about? If so, it is time for an intervention. Far too often, we are a country that acts after problems arise. It is time to act now. Interventions confront a person and allow them to see their self-destructive behavior and how it affects themselves, family, and friends. Just as important, interventions help the family understand the disease of addiction and make sure the loved one gets the help they need by offering a solution of treatment. I have been through the hell of addiction, and I have found a passion in recovery helping others. Getting a person into treatment can be a difficult task. I help the family through this providing options, and I become a mediator during the intervention. If you would like more information, please visit www.myrecoveryproject.com or call 262-290-1072 for a free consultation before things get worse. My name is Linda Lenz. Last year, my husband and I received a phone call that no parent should ever receive. We received a call that our 23-year-old son had died of a heroin overdose. We were on a mission to find out how this could happen. He was a beautiful person, intelligent, a straight-A student, and a wonderful son. But here's what we did not know. The drug landscape had changed. Kids in junior high and high school were using prescription pills to get high. Prescription pills are opiates, just like heroin, and they can be found in almost every home's medicine cabinet. To combat this problem, we established a Facebook page, Stop Heroin WI, and a website, StopHeroinNow.org. Please go to this website and donate generously. All of your money goes directly to prevention programs and rehabilitation programs. StopHeroinNow.org. So no parent ever has to receive that phone call. Your life, your health, 
your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to I Took the High Road with host Jacob Jansen. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email at jacobjansen at itookthehighroad.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to I Took the High Road. I'm your host, Jacob Jansen, and today's show is Rockers in Recovery with Rockers in Recovery founder, John Hollis. Before the break, we were talking about how Rockers in Recovery was started and what Rockers in Recovery was all about. Uh, coming back from the break, uh, Rockers in Recovery has branched out into a lot of different media areas, radio, magazine, video. Why so many avenues of marketing, and how are you able to make all of this happen, John? Well, some days, some days it's all about uh, um, you know, putting out the, the the information and leaving the results up to God. Well, that's every day. <laughs> I think one of the things that took place for us, of course, the first platform, of course, was a radio platform, and then we went from the radio platform into all of the different. Uh, website information, um, and and we've just built upon all of that over the years. See, um, and then the the social media aspect of it, uh, we you know we've been on social media since two thousand and eight. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, we've really developed and built a lot of those things off of off of you know years of sweat, man. Um, yeah. You sweat know, equity. Yeah. people people that think. People that think that you just jump online and throw, you know, a post up, um, and that's going to be it, um, are sadly mistaken. Um, You have to work that social media aspect of it hours and hours a day to really get the reach. And, you know, that's what we're we're, we're here to do is to reach the masses with the message. And that's why the platforms like Iraqis and Recovery Magazine came out in 2012. And it's online and it's also in print. One of the things that I had found out with magazines is you're better off handing it directly to a person than just dropping them off somewhere and hopefully somebody picks them up and reads them. Sure. What we did was we did a pocket size edition, um, a five by seven and a half magazine because the full magazines, what I found were, you know, they're bulky and people, what are they going to do with them? Nine times out of 10, they leave them. So when you have a smaller magazine, what happens is people actually take that magazine and they put it in their purse. They put it in their back pocket. They do a lot of things that normal size magazines, they don't do it. Mm-hmm. So we, and, and I learned that through holistic health magazine because that was a, a, a large, uh, you know, normal size magazine is actually a little bit larger than a normal size magazine. Sure. And we made sure that um, we started to develop, the online aspect of it too, because listen, back when we were doing this, online magazines were just coming out. Back when we were doing this, we were ahead of the curve on the whole um, uh, radio and talking about addiction. 
you know, when you're in 2008 and you're sitting sure. on live radio in South Florida 19 hours a week and you're talking about addiction issues. It's an edgy topic, too, out. in 2008. Yeah, still is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that whole development, and we were ahead of the curve, and we had this whole thing going on about, you know, anonymity and this and that. I mean, there was so much stuff that we brought to the surface by putting this stuff out to the public that it pissed a lot of people off. And, you know, you know, we were breaking everybody's anonymity. Listen, you know, the bottom, the bottom line is, is that rockers and recovery is not part of a 12 step organization. Mm -hmm. Some of us are members of 12 step organizations and we won't mention who they are, but the bottom line, the bottom line is, is that, this is, hey, listen, would you call up Dr. Phil and tell him not to talk about recovery? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We, we need to be more vocal about this. We can't uh, continue to deny that there's a, a problem. We have to bring this forefront and start doing something about it. And that really uh, starts with putting a face and a voice to recovery and, and being active in recovery and showing people that, that there are people that are making it. Yeah, and it, and that's what each one of the platforms was about. Listen, yep. you know, I don't care if it's LinkedIn, I don't care if it's Google Plus, I don't care if it's Facebook, I don't care if it's you know, uh, Pin, you know, I don't care who where you're going to share your message on social media and through radio. Your message is about going out there and saying, "Listen, there is help here. You can get help." And how do we do that? We do that by sharing information. You know, it, it isn't so much about, you know, all about me and beating my chest. This is mm-hmm. about who are the people that are going to be out there to help. Um, you know, I have some very cool people in my corner. And um, these people, you know, have, uh, you know, really worked with, especially over the last year with Rockers and Recovery, to make Rockers and Recovery even a bigger brand than it is. And that's what it is. It's a brand of message that says, hey, listen, come on out and hang out with us and be educated. But most importantly, enjoy yourself and have some fun. Yep, and you guys do a lot of uh, information on your website and have a lot of good links to resources, but you also put on a lot of different events. What are some of the events that you've put on in the past? Oh, wow. Um, We've done, since the very first concert in 2011, We've done 20 concert productions nationwide. And we've done them at the Bellagio. We've done them at the DNR Theater. We've done them at the Cutting Room in New York City. We've done them in, I mean, the, in Philadelphia at the Recovery Walk. You know, 23,000 people showed up to that. That was the most amazing thing. If you're in Philly, go to the Philly Walk every year, you'll be amazed. These are all, like, places that, you know, weren't used to, like the DNR theater, you know, yep. they were scratching their heads. They were like, rockers and recovery. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll give the venue, but uh, what's it all about? And when we were done, the owner of the, of the theater was like, Oh my God, you know, these are real, you know, rockers that are coming in there and performing a show. We did it, you know, the place is sold out yep. so, or I say sold out. All of our events are free, but, um, you know, it was, you know, packed. The place was packed. Yep. Um, so, you know, they were some of the, the cool memories that I have are the people that were helped. I'll give you know, an example, it, like the DNR Theater. Three okay. people are, uh, went directly into treatment from that event. 
Wow. Wow. That's really neat. You're changing people's lives. And I know that it is, you know, as a recovery life coach, it is so important to help uh, new people in recovery find sober activities. Because, you know, like you mentioned, you're not a 12-step program and not everybody uses 12 steps, but everybody needs some support and they need positive activities to, you know, to keep their life moving forward and to find that better life in recovery. What is the next okay. event that Rockers I mean, in Recovery? something I want to interject here. Okay? Sure, please, please. The twelve, listen. The twelve-step organizations have traditions for a reason, and they ask the you know the media to you know protect their anonymity, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's fine. We and that's why we tell everybody up front that we are not a twelve-step organization because we are really honoring their own statements. Sure. Now, if I went on and put a bunch of uh, 12-step logos all over my site and claimed that I was a 12-step you know, site, um, I'm breaking every tradition that's out there. Sure. The an- anonymity, so especially. Yeah. Sure. So, and I appreciate that. And uh, it, the 12 steps certainly worked for me for my first few years in recovery and was super beneficial. So I definitely encourage, you know, anybody that's out there that's, you know, maybe struggling with recovery to uh, attend a meeting, see if it's something that you want to use in your uh, tools, Absolutely. toolbox to help you stay clean. So what is the next event that Rockers in Recovery is hosting and how can people get more information on that and get down to Florida and see that? Well, you know, we're having our, it's it's funny because Everything is like coming together. It's our seven-year anniversary. On top of our seven-year anniversary of it's also uh, the 20th concert production that Rockets and Recovery will be putting on. And it is also the anniversary of the very first concert that we did. And that is going to be for the uh, uh, Love of Recovery concert that we're doing February 14th at C.B. Smith Park here in South Florida. And it's, you know, it's an event for all people in recovery, um, families of people, you know, in recovery or families that want information on addiction issues and people that support the recovery movement. Um, It is a private event and we make it a private event because, you know, here's, here's the reality. We want to make it safe. We have treatment programs that bring their, their kids and, and, you know, the, mm-hmm. their clients. And so it is a private event, but it is open to people that are in recovery. Um, this, you know, again, that support recovery or family members or people that want information on, on, on addiction. You, you weren't able to make this possible and happen without some help. Who were some of those people that made this uh, concert a possibility for for everyone in recovery. Well, first of all, I, you know, I got a you know, a laundry list. I mean, you know, if it wasn't for Lori Sullivan, um, the other you know co-founder of this, um, we we would be nowhere. Um, Lori's a, a a great human being and a very blessed person. Um, Rob Vincent, who is our um, uh, he is our uh, director. And you wow, can find them on, on one of my past episodes with Samson, how to talk to your kids about drug and alcohol use. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah. And then we have uh, Lou Esposito, who is our musical director. We have 
Robin West, who is our, you know, all of our on-site director. She deals with all of our event coordinations and all that. Um, you know, there's there's Casey Montana Rogers, 19 year or I'm sorry, 20 years old, and this she uh, is the director of all unplugged uh, recovery, unplugged rockers, and recovery unplugged information and music, and it's an unplugged series that she goes out and does under the rockers and recovery um, umbrella. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, there's people along the way. I mean, we, you know, we got to, for this event on the, on the 14th, it is uh, going to be hosted and uh, emceed by Tom Cordaire, who is the senior advisor to SAMHSA. And, you know, through that, we got uh, a bunch of people. I mean, Ed, uh, Elliot Jacobs uh, from the Capris, Lou Esposito, who's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member from the Capris. We also have Greg Deppy from Bruce Springsteen, um, John uh, Giannalis, who is Earl Slick and Felix Cavalieri's drummer. And we got uh, um, uh, Jeff uh, Gantz, who is Johnny Winter's bass player. That's like the core, core group. And then with the guests on this thing coming up, we have Mark Stein from the Vanilla Fudge, Ben Smith from Hart, Jeff Osley from Hart, Dave Shelley from Government Mule, Colin McGinnis from Axl Rose and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Tommy Conwell from Tommy Conwell and the Young Rubblers. We have uh, Shara Ross from Vixen. We got Fantastic. Um, I mean, there's there's a bunch of people that are going to be involved in this. And, it, and it's all based on, listen, People like the Marchman Act attorney, Robert Cluck, stepping up to the plate and helping out. Advanced Medical Laboratories, Dave Jones and Carlos, these guys were just, you know, instrumental in making this happen. The mm-hmm. Academy for Addiction Professionals and Destination Hope have been a supporter of Rockers and Recovery since 2008 and have mm-hmm. not led up in their support for our organization since. Um, you know, re- revive detox, uh, you know, the shores treatment and recovery. We have all about recovery with Stephanie. Stephanie, um, has like Stephanie from all about recovery has made it a, a goal to just support everything we're doing, her and her organization. Um, you know, the other one that is instrumental is the shores treatment and recovery while, um, is a is an amazing human being. I mean, you know, listen, you got Just Believe and uh, the uh, uh, the gardens at Lake Worth. I mean, these guys uh, advanced health and education. These guys really, really went out over and above to support what we're doing to make sure that the message through good old rock and roll is out there on February 14th. And I am thankful to every one of them for being there for us um, and making this possible. Now, you know, I, you invested a lot of your own money to get RI, our Rockers in Recovery going and now have sponsors. And when we were talking earlier, you mentioned that when you went or initially looked for sponsors, a lot of them weren't interested in backing you. Why do you think so many sponsors have backed your programming now? I, I, I think it's consistency. Okay. <laughs> I think... I think we, you know, as as it, you know, uh, over the years, you know, when you go two years and, you know, you at the end of two years, people are like, well, maybe they are going to be around for a little while. And at the end of three years, uh, you know, then you got people calling you up asking you how much it's going to cost and they're saying that's crazy. 
And then, you know, at the end of four or five years, you know, so it just, it got to the point where I, I got a letter from somebody recently. This is like kind of a cool thing. And he said, you know, I've been watching Rockers in Recovery for the last several years. And I've been getting their emails. And I finally um, opened one up and was amazed. And this guy is now um, a huge supporter and is bringing his whole client base to the festival. So, you know, this is this is how it works, man. It's consistency. Put the message out there. Put the message out there. Put the message out there. Don't worry about how many people you're reaching, how many people, you know, are listening, how many people, because if you do, you'll drive yourself nuts. <laughs> this is about consistency, and in the end, if we can help one person today, that's all our job is. I completely agree, and we got to take a quick commercial break from our sponsors, but when we get back, more from Rockers and Recovery founder, John Hollis. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. My name is Linda Lenz. Last year, my husband and I received a phone call that no parent should ever receive. We received a call that our 23 year old son had died of a heroin overdose. We were on a mission to find out how this could happen. He was a beautiful person, intelligent, a straight A student, and a wonderful son. But here's what we did not know. The drug landscape had changed. Kids in junior high and high school were using prescription pills to get high. Prescription pills are opiates, just like heroin, and they can be found in almost every home's medicine cabinet. To combat this problem, we established a Facebook page, Stop Heroin WI, and a website, StopHeroinNow.org. Please go to this website and donate generously. All of your money goes directly to prevention programs and rehabilitation programs. StopHeroinNow.org So no parent ever has to receive that phone call. Hi, my name is Jacob Jansen, and I am the owner of My Recovery Project. Do you know someone using drugs or alcohol? Are their actions negatively affecting you or people you care about? If so, it is time for an intervention. Far too often, we are a country that acts after problems arise. It is time to act now. Interventions confront a person and allow them to see their self-destructive behavior and how it affects themselves, family, and friends. Just as important, interventions help the family understand the disease of addiction and make sure the loved one gets the help they need by offering a solution of treatment. I have been through the hell of addiction, and I have found a passion in recovery helping others. Getting a person into treatment can be a difficult task. I help the family through this, providing options, and I become a mediator during the intervention. If you would like more information, please visit www.myrecoveryproject.com or call 262-290-1072 for a free consultation before things get worse. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to I Took the High Road with host Jacob Jansen. 
To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email at jacobjansen at itookthehighroad.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jacob Jansen, and today's show is Rockers in Recovery with Rockers in Recovery founder, John Hollis. Before the show, we were talking about how Rockers in Recovery has branched out into so many different media areas um, and now picked up sponsors. Uh, John, can you give me an example of how Rockers in Recovery changes people's lives? I think that it, it all comes down to face-to-face stuff. Um, you know, it, I have gotten a lot of response from people on social media that says, you know, listen, we love your posts, and please keep sending them. It refreshes our day. It gives us hope. But the most amazing part is to watch a person come to a Rockers and Recovery concert and to see all of the people come together and, to, you know, to, to watch them arm in arm swaying back and forth and to to see them, you know, crying, um, to see, you know, and, and I mean, tears of joy to see a newcomer show up and they, you know, are a little, uh, intimidated and they're in the back row. And then the next thing, you know, halfway through the show, their, their, their chest is on the stage and they're dancing. You know, this is the type of stuff that, that makes, um, what we do, uh, and, that change that develops in people because they're walking out with that new concept. Wow, I can do things in recovery today and have fun and really enjoy it and feel it, have a heart that felt the feeling from it. So it's cool. It's a very cool thing. Yes, you know, when when I do interventions and coaching, one of the things that I say is we can be a part of the successes but not the failures. You know, we can make that push to put on healthy events and, and uh, create that positive message in the community. Absolutely, and I think there's there's also another part of that, too, that we need to keep in mind, that what is the definition of failure? Listen, sure. last year, last year I went through, um, you know, after my mom and dad died, uncles, aunts, I mean, you know, we must have had like 11 deaths in three years, okay? And I went through such a depression and anxiety that... Um, you know, and then pain issues. And for me, um, I had almost what you would consider a nervous breakdown. And there was a lot of people that came to support this because I was dealing with all those things, you know, all those platforms and all you, all the things. Now I oversee them. You know, I had yep. to put together a team of people that were going to support this thing. Yeah. Your support group. Quite frank, build your- to, to be quite frank with you. If I didn't do that and let go to a, you know, to a certain degree, um, I was going to a, either be out there drunk and high or I was going to blow my brains out. And that's where I was down to, you know, a year ago, this past December. And if it wasn't for people like Rob Vincent and Lori Sullivan and, 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 and to be quite frank, Robin West, you know, she has, you know, really helped us through a lot of this stuff. And it was, it was at that point that I understood that, hey, listen, my mental health, my physical health, because I also found out I had type 2 diabetes uh, with a 710 sugar level sitting in the hospital, that 
if I don't do something, this thing that I created will be the same thing that kills me. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when you mention the term failure, I like using the term setbacks instead mm-hmm. that, uh, that humans have setbacks, not only addicts. Everyone you know, that, so I don't it, care if you're in recovery or not in recovery. Exactly. You have yes, and it's totally about building a support group around you, and I think it's even more important for uh, re- people in recovery to do that oh, because well, we it's a selfish disease. We've pushed a lot of people that are good people out of our lives while we were using. Now it's about bringing those healthy people back and having that support on those very difficult days. Well, here's, here's, and here's the thing. It's a loving support system, okay? Yes. A loving, nurturing, caring support system because there's a lot of people out there that think that throwing people to the wolves when they're having setbacks or stepping on their neck um, or, you know, there's a lot of sick people out there, you know, and and you got to remember that recovery people, myself included, I ain't no different. You know, when I came in, um, I didn't sprout wings on my back of spiritual Red Bull to float above the rest, saying I'm all that. I'm not. I'm as human as anybody else. We all make mistakes, and we have to be there in a loving, supportive way to bring people forward instead of alienating them and making them a leopard amongst a leopards. I agree 110%. I've heard a guest in the past say, why do we think that making things more difficult for somebody in recovery would make things better? You know, it's, it's a very true statement that we, if we, we are going to approach this as a mental health disorder uh, or an issue like it is, uh, we have to understand that we need to treat it that way, not punish it. Uh, if, you take, if you take somebody that has um, any type of bipolar disorder or um, schizophrenia, are you going to take that person and tell them they're a loser and they're not part of the winners. Are you going to tell that person that, listen, your life is nothing because you're not doing it this way? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, it's just so much, so much. It's almost like abusive. Yeah. It is abusive. So we need to, and in my case, I try to put myself at the level of where the person's at. So that way I can understand where they're at. So that way if I can help in any way, or our organization can help in any way. It doesn't matter if they're dealing with mental health issues, addiction issues. We want to make sure that our research team is putting the information out there that we put out there to help people. Um, we want to make sure that the people that are part of our network on rockersandrecovery.com, the, 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 uh, you know, the, the network is affiliated with all types of issues. May it be eating disorders, may it be dealing with mental health issues, may it be dealing with alcohol and drug addiction, may it be, you know, anything that a person is dealing with, those, those treatment programs and those associations like the recovery school and the addict's mom and the other people like Steered Straight, Mike from New Jersey is unbelievable. What a great guy. These are all people that help, the, help us to tie everything together. Mm-hmm. Does that make now- sense? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, tying things together, that's one thing that I'm doing in my radio show, and I definitely want to have time to talk about this. You were a radio show host for five years. Uh, what were some of your favorite guests on Rockers and Recovery Radio and why? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So I, I got to 
I got to tell you that um, the two step step up right away, and that was Liberty DeVita um, from Billy Joel. And Lib is the uh, most kindest, gentlest person I've ever met in my life, and um, loves his recovery and talks about it and is open about it. And um, the other one, which was a supporter of the recovery movement um, and, and still is, is the Beehive Queen. Um, me and the Beehive Queen would get on the air, and literally, man, it was amazing, um, the conversations that we had. Uh, a very beautiful lady and talented lady. Chuck Negron was another one that was just, uh, mm-hmm. you know, amazing to me. On the on the clinical end of it, you know, um, some of the ones that were interesting were Terry Gorski. <laughs> he was a very interesting interview, yeah. i got to tell you that. And I have to um, say, you mentioned Chuck Negron. I had Julia Negron on his ex-wife on the show to talk about what she's doing in advocacy on education, not incarceration. So that was a great mm-hmm. show too. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, she's doing a lot of great work. She really is. Yeah, she is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and and you know, I had on uh, Colin McGinnis was another one. Colin, you know, is going to be playing the festival. Like I got Colin as an interview was great. You know, Colin's from England, so he talks like this. And, <laughs> you know, he's just got that English sense of humor, and you know, you, you're 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 peeing your pants all the way through the, the interview. It was just great, man. You know, so these, I mean, I could go on and on. I mean, if I miss somebody, sorry, but I got to tell you, they were the ones that really, like, stand out to me. Sure. What are your f- future plans for Rockers and Recovering? How are you going to make them happen? Well, you know, it's, it's been going this way since the very beginning. Um, we, we make our plans. We put them in place, and we leave it up to God. And, and nine <laughs> times out of ten, um, you know, there's a lot of struggle and there's a lot of work and, you know, you, you're going towards that direction, whatever that direction is. And, you know, a year down the road, you realize, oh, wow, you know, it happened. Um, yep. so you take your next vision and you put it in place yeah. and, right. you know, you, you, you work and you work hard at it and you put it out there and hopefully it develops into something. You know, it's, I love the the phrase "we plan and God laughs." You know, yeah, if if uh, if there's a sponsor out there listening that wants to help make sure that you can continue on with what you're doing, how do they get a hold of you? Easiest way is to send an email to Lori at rockersandrecovery dot com or to call Lori at nine five four eight two six five nine six eight. Um, that's really the easiest way. And you can always contact us just by going to rockersandrecovery.org and click on the contact button. There's also a help button there. There's a bunch of stuff there. And the rockersandrecovery.com site, which is really, you know, that site is really just about, again, you know, the members of our network that are out there to help people and to make sure people are educated and, 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 you know, if they need services, they can get them there. You've been very about, uh, vocal about your recovery throughout this show. And, you know, I absolutely love having guests on that are in recovery. They make some of the most fantastic guests because they understand what I've been through um, and what other people are going through that are, are dealing with this. What works for you in your recovery? In other words, what keeps you clean, John? Listen, it's a day to time process for everybody. You know, get up. This is what works for me. And, and I'm only going to talk about me. I get up in the morning, I make sure that I understand that I'm not in control today. 
This is the first time I start thinking that I'm in control today um, over outcomes. I'm in control of my behaviors and what I do, but I'm not in, in control of outcomes. That is, you know, something that I have to leave alone. Um, and I say my prayers. I ask to get through the day. And through the day, I'm in contact with other people that are in recovery. At the same time, and I'm in contact with a lot of people in recovery. <laughs> At the same time, and not just business stuff. I mean, people in recovery that, you know, we talk. We talk sure. about our, our stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, hit a meeting. Um, and, and in a lot of cases, you know, um, I hit meetings um, maybe two or three a week now. But the bottom, the bottom line is, is that the other aspect of this is, is if you have mental health issues, get help, get a therapist, yes. do those things. I was just talking with somebody yesterday has 35 years in recovery is going through some stuff and it's going to see a therapist. And let me tell you something, man, I see that now. I didn't see it a year ago. And if mm-hmm. you need help and you're struggling with issues, go get it. Yep, anybody but can benefit for help, and we only have a couple minutes left. I don't care if you have two weeks or you got 27 years, (laughs) everybody goes through it. Yep, and we only have a couple minutes here left, John. What is your final message for the listeners out there? I I think that everybody has an opportunity to live life to the best of their ability, and whatever that is, um, it's going to you know, it's going to kind of create itself for you. Your recovery is going to create its own thing. It isn't like a cookie cutter. Everybody's individual. So we all end up with our individual process to bear, but at the same time, we also end up with our own individual message. Tap into that and bring it out there because that's the gift that we've all been given. You know, I don't care if it's just, you know, picking up an ashtray or getting on the air and talking about recovery. It doesn't matter wherever your ability is, is that what, that's where you need to, 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 to put out there. The other thing is, is that I hope in the future that the stigma of addiction and mental health issues will change because the stigma that happens in our society, in my opinion, is just rude. Yep. And, if and this is somebody was this, dealing. If somebody was dealing with terminal uh, diseases or terminal issues, I got diabetes now. Listen, if somebody told me I was a loser because I had diabetes, what sense would that make? Yep, and that's what we're doing here, trying to break the stigma. Ten second shout out to Rockers in Recovery. Go ahead, John. Yeah. Come join us. Come hang out with us. I'll see you at the festival. You know, go to rockersandrecovery.org forward slash events and you'll find everything that you want to find out. Sounds good. Thank you so much. John Hollis, founder of Rockers and Recovery. Thank you for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for everything. And that's all the time we have today for our show. Please join us next week as we invite normal executive director Alan St. Pierre to talk about marijuana in America. Thank you and have a great week and enjoy life. Thank you for listening to I Took the High Road. Please join Jacob Jansen for another encouraging hour next Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll see you next week.